All right, welcome back to Pod Rocket. We have an exciting new episode today. This is our first ever panel episode called The Launchpad. We're going to be covering a wide range of topics trending in the world of web development, as well as going through some of our guests' hot takes at the end that they are fired up about that may or may not have to do with the web development world. Uh, but before we get into all of this, let's welcome our panel. Uh, first, let's introduce and welcome back Cassidy Williams, lover of memes, software, mechanical keyboards. Cassidy is the CTO of Contenda, portfolio partner at OSS Capital, author of the newsletter Rendezvous with Cassidy, and the host of the Dev Morning Show at Night podcast. Welcome back and welcome to the panel, Cassidy. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we move on, what is your favorite dev joke or meme? Oh, there's so many. There, there's almost too many options. I think like the classics are just doing like, I wonder how they're going to react to that. Well, it depends <laughs> on their point of view. And just, I, I love just going down that deep dive. A good old puns is really good. Yeah. Mm. All right. Next, we have Michael Chan also coming back onto the pod, uh, also up? known as Chantastic, uh, <laughs> credited as an absolute goober who's written some genuinely helpful articles. It's Michael true. is a developer experience engineer at Chromatic, speaker, YouTuber, creator of the Lunch Dev Discord server, host of the React podcast, and more. Welcome to the panel, Michael. Thank you for having me. It's a delight to be back. We love having you. Uh, before we get to our next guest, can you tell me about your recent Twitter name change? It's called Chainsaw Massacre. You really yeah, like puns. <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. We, I don't. So I grew up with three brothers, and uh, we always everyone called us by Chan or whatever. And so we had this like kind of like fun thing of just like making up unique Chan names. So like Chan de Bear, mm -hmm. Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> uh, Chanta Claus, Chamageddon. Chandemic is a recent addition. So, you know, good stuff. Good I stuff. Lingo Unchanned. If only you were a Python dev. <laughs> I might have to switch just for that. Yeah. Man. I love it. I love it. All right. Next, we have Alex Trost rejoining us. And Alex is the lead of developer experience as Prismic and creator of Front End Horse, an amalgamation of a newsletter, articles, Discord, and Twitch streams teaching about front end development. Welcome back, Alex. Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, quite the panel to be on. Some fantastic folks. Uh, very here, excited. So. Yes, yeah. very excited. Uh, before we introduce our last panelist, Alex, can you tell us why front end horse? Yeah, uh, the, the the horse part in particular, right? Because that's All usually right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because uh, I wanted a newsletter, and Alex's weekly front end fun time was taken, uh, and it just you know it's a long domain, uh, and I was just always thought that dot horse is like the funniest domain name, and for a a long time, I think like a year, I would tell the story. Uh, of like, you know, there's no dot dog, there's no dot cat, it's just dot horse. And I told this story a dozen, maybe two dozen times to folks like, haha, isn't horse so funny? One day in the newsletter, I, I, I write that and I get a reply from Cassidy Williams saying, 
I, I hate to be this person, but there is a dot dog and a dot cat. And I have no idea why the domain name search thing that I was using at the time didn't have those two. Hell <laughs> out for those like, you know, high uh, expense domains. But yeah, Cassidy is the one that like made me realize that I've been telling people that they don't exist. I felt so bad. No, it was, it was, I, I'm glad you put an end to it because I would be right now telling that same story, Cassidy. You saved yeah. me from, from, from figuring out on air here. It's it, like, I'm glad, but I was also just like, oh no, I'm telling him that he's been living a lie this whole time. That's what friends and good friends are for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is true. Uh, so, and, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Uh, going to our last panelist, uh, returning our Pod Rocket host, Paul, joining to round out the panel and being on the Log Rocket Pod Rocket side. Uh, Paul, unrelated to web dev, what is your favorite mode of transportation? I love this question because I like all the modes of transportation, but I'll probably have to highlight a two seater like 2004, like beat up Miata as number one. Mm. And number two would be electric unicycles, which like two up until a few <laughs> months ago so was dangerous. My, was my <laughs> main yeah. mode of transportation. And I still love it. I still ride. Oh, is that like a, like a one wheel? Is it like self-balancing unicycle? Yeah. So it's like, it's like the one wheels that we all know and love, but it's like a 20 inch mm -hmm. motorcycle wheel in the middle. And <laughs> wow. See, I would have went sled dog. I know you're thinking horse for me, but I'm <laughs> sled dog. <laughs> also, yeah, well, Michael, well, write this down. Transportation. <laughs> Transportation. Oh. <laughs> That's a I, good one. I that really like one. that one. <laughs> Emily, I'm so glad you invited us to this pun panel. Um. <laughs> it's, it's just all puns the rest of the podcast. I'm really sorry to everyone listening, but it will only be puns from here on forward. <laughs> Transportation. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we're so excited to get into it. So we're going to go and discuss recent news in web development. Um, and first, our first topic is it time to break up with React? Mm. <laughs> I know, spicy, right? Uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, uh, MarmLab C CEO Francois Zeninato penned a letter called React I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down. This tongue-in-cheek post covers Francois' issues with React Forms being too context-sensitive, uh, issues with use effect being too convoluted, and many more. Dan Abramov responded in a lengthy point-by-point -point thread where he concedes there are some problems while others can be worked around or you just need additional context. Um, we're going to link all of that background information in the show notes so you can have a little bit of context. But uh, is it time to break up with React? I think the first question, do we need to reevaluate our relationship with React? And what should we consider about using React moving into 2023? Before we move forward, I would like to acknowledge that you said context, which is a React pun. That is a React <laughs> pun. Goddamn. <laughs> of course. Um, I will say, though, for reevaluating re our relationship, I first of all, jQuery is still very, very popular. And the reason why I bring that up is because when something is so popular, it will probably stay around for a very long time. React is not going anywhere anytime soon. React is still popular, still has millions of people using it, and I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. So 
even if you are saying like, I'm going to try leaning into another framework, you can, but React is going to, React is going to be around for a while, I think, um, as, as a, as a first point. And then as an, as a next point in general, I know that I'm kind of reevaluating my relationship with it mostly because I do think that there are aspects of React that are becoming too complex for the average user where like it's really good for library authors and I understand why they're going in certain directions with that but as a library itself if I want to teach someone like the basics here's how you make a thing with React it's starting to become more difficult to explain all the different aspects of it and that has been frustrating. That's kind of of when you were saying it's if it stands for a long time it's one, like that trope if it's if it exists it exists in JavaScript. <laughs> I don't care like what new language is out there. It exists in JavaScript. And I feel like React is going to fall into that same boat, sort of like in terms of the web development world. Like there's always an example in React for everything out there. I've at least searched for. Yeah. So. So uh, something you said, Cassidy, that it has become more complex than probably what people need to use on a day-to-day basis, whether the, rather than being like for library creators. Um, what are the features that you guys find annoying to use and might seem complicated that other frameworks might be able to address better? I think if I could take that, I want to like step back a little bit on that question because I think that like one of the, like the thing that is problematic about React right now is, is that like back in like 2018, I think it was, there was this like huge shift in the way that we were supposed to write React and the like guides and documentation on reactjs.org did not change till yes. today. They're still not. Uh, they're still the, the way fact, they were back in 2018. The <laughs> fact that the docs are like the new docs are still in beta is infuriating. It's been years. Yeah. So I like there's you know, I see posts like this all the time. And first of all, like when you shared this post with me, I was like, this person is either like a, like uh, owns an agency or is like uh, shipping a React library. And then yeah. I found out that it's both of them. It's the latter. Uh, oh, it's both. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's both of them. Yeah. So it's like that. I, posts like this are like really just playing the game of like, you find something that's popular and then you say that you don't like it and then you get engagement on it. Um, but like I do, I do think that like for the last four years, React has had this incredible problem of like nobody knows how to write it anymore because like there's no recommendations. Like all of the docs are like way out of date, and so it has uh, made it impossible to really know what the best way to write React is unless you like click on every response from Dan Abramov on Twitter and. I think that that's really the thing that kind of sucks about React right now, and it, what's left a gaping opening for literally every other like library um, in the space right now. <laughs> so, how how could you see the community or uh, the React team coming and trying to rectify some of these issues? Like, what would you like to see to make it more usable, uh, make it more friendly to devs? I think part of it is it's like it's almost too late. I think, and this is like what. Uh, you know, Cassidy's talking, or what I hear when you're saying, you know, like that it's too complicated now is, is that we've left too much of an opening for, because, because React wasn't saying like, this is not important. This is not important. These are for libraries, like whatever, like on the front page, uh, it's left this opening for like a bunch of like 
expert React developers with my fingers um, to like come in and talk about what really is important in React. And I think it's just totally ruined the way that people write React. Like it's not fun anymore because of all of these uh, experts and consultants in the field. They're telling you to do things a certain way that is truly terrible and not fun and not good even. So... I, I, I I've, I've got to say that like if if you were to show me uh, if I'm just starting out as a web developer and you show me the syntax for a handful of different frameworks and say hey pick which one kind of makes the most sense to you pick which one you think you might enjoy working with I'm going with a Svelte I'm going with a Solid I'm going with something else um, and I think the article kind of pointed that out really well where it's like hey this is a form in React this is a form in Svelte and forms I mean are kind of like a really easy uh, it's 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 where you can beat up on React kind of easily, right? Like they've they've never been fun. Uh, to get really deep into forms in React, you kind of want to pull in uh something that you you want to pull in a library. Um, but yeah, I I am not going for React. Uh, if if I'm starting out as a web developer right now, just based on syntax, based on hireability, based on how many jobs are out there in the market, all that kind of stuff. I think I'm still going with React. Like I would still recommend that in terms of someone getting a job. Uh, but yeah, I think Michael's right in that there is like a gap for nicer syntaxes and just different ways of of uh, of doing things. That that is not fun in React anymore. Uh, me, I'm going Astro and Svelte with my personal projects because I enjoy it. It's just <laughs> a lot more fun. Yeah, I'm playing around with Astro and Preact because I I personally am really comfortable with the React APIs, but I just have not been a fan of the direction where it's going. And so I can at least still have those APIs with Preact. And I think what you asked about the React team, they I think that there's been kind of a lot of chaos on that end, both with meta and the metaverse end of things and, and how they're they're having to serve that type of audience. And then also just the fact that the React team isn't all under that Facebook meta umbrella anymore. Now they're they're also have team members on Vercel. The the it feels like there isn't as much unity on the team. And they haven't been listening to the community concerns, or at least they haven't been reacting as <laughs> if they as if they are listening to the community concerns. Because we've been asking again for docs forever. We've been asking for adapters and and different ways of doing certain things forever and at least that's that's how it feels and they kind of we get news via random dan abramov tweets which i have ranted to the team personally about a lot do, do you think that um that that lack of speed is because of the size of react and how many people they need to kind of satisfy like 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 the the number of stakeholders starts to slow down things as that grows right do, do, do you think that's the issue or do you think it's it's something else i think there's some aspects of it and that's the thing i don't mind that there's not a lot of speed i think like slow and steady is a good thing if, if we talk about really robust Python frameworks or something. Some of them don't do releases except like every two years once everything is very steady. I think that's fine. But things like documentation, I I think that has pointed out a lot of issues, not only with how things have been implemented, but also with just how things should be done. Because again, if you want to know how to write React really well, you don't go to the docs you you go you go to someone else on the internet who is loud who happens to have content about it. 
That's so, how I react. So yeah. <laughs> that's how I teach React. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap up this topic. Um, are there any uh you said Cassidy at the beginning that React is here to stay for a long time because it is popular. And like Alex also said, like if you're going to get a job, you should know React. Do you see any other frameworks coming up behind React that could potentially overtake it in the near future or what any other frameworks that you're excited about? I know you mentioned pre-React and pre-React pre pre yeah. uh, and Astro, uh, any other ones that you guys are interested in? One thing that I think is interesting I'm seeing as a trend is people are going back to basics. Like there's a PHP resurgence happening right now and that's cool. Let's bring back some PHP frameworks. I'm not saying if that's a good thing. It's fun. <laughs> I so mean, we should do it. I feel like a grand majority of JavaScript frameworks are just trying to recreate what PHP can do. So for better hey, or worse. That could be a hot take. And I'm, that's awesome. <laughs> Literally my hot take, y'all. What, what, what are you doing? I mean, oh, my toes no. are right here. You're stepping on <laughs> Back off. I'm sorry. <laughs> PHP. <laughs> but I, I do think, I, yeah, I do, I do think there's, again, there's kind of like the library end and the framework end. I like that for something like Astro and, and some of the other frameworks that have come out, it feels very comfortable as someone who knows HTML, CSS, JavaScript. It feels like I'm building a plain website with some added things. And if I want to add React into it, if I want to add Vue or something into it, it works really well. And so I'm I'm currently very much into that right now and and I like the javascripty end of making reactive components the puns and and so that's that's why I've been playing more with uh, preact and and I still like react I'm just annoyed right now <laughs> that's totally fair uh we're here to air our grievances I guess um so I, oh yeah. my god oh sorry I have I have I don't know. I have, I guess, kind of like a hot take about all that. I think there are a bunch of libraries that are kind of like, like nipping around the edges of like what React is. Um, and they're making it like a little bit better, but I haven't seen anything that is like going to like a little bit better isn't going to displace it the way that like right. React kind of like displaced jQuery, um, arguably, uh, at least in like the mindset and jobs and stuff. Um, I think that the next thing has to be like groundbreaking. And I think that that's probably going to be somewhere in uh, in the graphical user interface space. I think that there's going to be huge advancements there. And uh, I think that it's going to be something completely different that will like replace React. And I think that would be awesome. Like, I think it'd be amazing to have better tools that are more in that like graph, like legitimately in that graphical layer that you can connect to like APIs and backends and not have to worry about all of the stuff that we do right now. Um, I think that would be incredible. So I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, moving on to our next topic, if we're all done with React, um, should we finally stop using web components? So I noticed last <laughs> week, so many people on Twitter were just ragging on web components. And it wasn't like it was a trending thing. Just people were talking about how much they hated web components. Um, I know Theo Brown from ping.gg said, wow, people still think web components are good. Uh, Matthew Phillips of Astro said where web uh, posted an article about 
where web components went wrong and how we can turn around. And Brian Vaughn of Replay also sarcastically tweeted, uh, remember web components. So what's with all the web component hate right now? And maybe before we get into that, can someone just briefly explain what web components are and then we can get into like, why does everyone hate them and should we hate them, I guess? I, I don't know why or when they came to be fully, but long story short, web components are the ability to create custom elements. Oh, they're like islands. Yeah. They're 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 components the and and they're custom elements that don't require React or something to work. They they were supposed to be just kind of like a template that you can create with javascript classes correct me if i'm wrong I yeah so much. no i i i think I'll, I'll just add a little bit to that like yeah i, I think what we said is perfect um my understanding is that uh basically allows you to create your own elements kind of like the way that the video element exists um and it has a shadow dom like that's where like the buttons exist kind of like tucked away like you can't like inspect a video element and see the buttons that are there right like, like that's that's tucked into uh, the shadow DOM. So these elements, these web components that you can um, define with a JavaScript a API that all the browsers agreed to, uh, you then can tuck that nice little web component into its own little shadow DOM. And the nice thing about it is that it's all self-contained in that shadow DOM. So, like, if you pop a shadow, or if you pop a web component on a web page, it's not going to break the rest of your web page because it can't like reach out and start just messing with things um it also has um scoped styling inside of it so it's it, it's nice and contained so you can kind of like pop it anywhere it's going to look good it's going to look the way that you expect that's also kind of its downside is that it can't affect much else and like uh, web components cool but like what about passing data around like that's kind of a bigger problem with making uis so web components kind of solve like part of it there but you, you kind of have these these downsides so they're cool in that they are like interoperable, in, interop, inter, in top, in top, interoperable. They're interoperable. That was great, Alex. Perfect. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm learning to talk. Um, and you can use them, like you can drop them into uh, a Next.js site or anywhere because it's just going to work on the web. Uh, but you get a, a few downsides. And so that's kind of like, I don't know, brief, brief overview. Correct me if I'm wrong with any of that because I'm not a big web components guy. What, were were they inspired by the ethos that caused the React component, or like the framework? Other way around. Other way around. So they okay. so they they were like pitched like back in like 2012 ish. I want to say uh, you can you can quote me on that and just yell at me. I'm fine with that. I I'm, I'm okay with abuse. Mm. 2012 on the nose. I don't know. Um, but React, I think, came out after they were at least announced. I think the issue with uh, web components is that like. They were like, hey, I, and I, I think they use Google in this case, I, I, I believe. It's like, hey, we've got this idea for like components. And uh, then they kind of like took a few years to actually like launch anything uh, real. And I think that was when they made the Polymer framework, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because like, so, so that's the thing. It's like, hey, don't use frameworks, use web components. And because the web component API is really hard to work with, use Polymer. And it's a Polymer framework. will let you make web components right that's that's where like we start to see a little bit of a flaw and then lit or i think you just call it lit uh 
is, but I, but I get yelled at by the kids when I say that. So would you like to know a fun fact about (laughs) this? Because of course I used to own the GitHub organization, github.com slash lit. And I put just like a bunch of random stuff in there that just really just boring libraries that I made. And I was just like, eh, it's kind of fun. And then like my friends and I would put sign projects in there as just a placeholder. And then one day Google reaches out and they're like, we want that. I'm just like, you have money, pay me. And then they're like, you can have some t-shirts. And I was like, nah, but then they, they kept coming back and asking for lit. And I was just like, I wish I knew what to ask Google for because they clearly don't, this team doesn't have a budget and I feel bad, but also I feel so powerful. But anyway, I, ha- I got an Android test phone in exchange for the GitHub Lit organization. A test and phone? What can, it, what can you oh, just like, like what I test like UIs on and I play. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's an Android phone, but you use it to test. Yeah. Okay. I thought they had it like laying around, like, I don't know. The guy from just, the QA yeah, sent this over this here. Experimental <laughs> hardware. No, it was just, it was some random android phone that they gave me in exchange for the github organization well, the end it's worth. do you think it was a boil the ocean thing like why it why it didn't work out as well my, my plan to kill all lobster what <laughs> what's what's a boil the ocean problem? No, 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 uh, no, i don't know no, the, the federal government's already doing that to the poor main lobster, oh, lobster fishermen um no i'm talking about um <laughs> that does not sound lit to me this uh, isn't lit now all i want is a lobster roll <laughs> I would love a lobster roll. No, I mean oh like gosh. the web components. They didn't really have like a focused direction. And so they tried to do a lot while other things were going on. So they couldn't say like, hey, we're really good at doing this one thing really proficiently. And so you got all these like dangling strings. Yeah, I mean, I, I so I'm, I definitely am not the expert here. But um, like my, my general overview or understanding is just that like things moved kind of slow. And where so compared to things like React, even even things uh, newer frameworks like Svelte, you you, you name it, uh, you have to. Um, so so, I think that web frameworks kind of suffer in the same way that governments can suffer, like with bureaucracy, where web framework sorry web components need to kind of get sign off from all the different browsers, where like hey we're all going to agree to this API. And at least this is the vibe that I kind of get is that like uh, things are moving slow because we want everyone to agree to uh, how web components are going to work where like Svelte doesn't really have that issue. Rich Harris was just like, yeah, I think it should go this way. And he did it. And it just was able to kind of progress. Um, And web components uh, was also like using scoped CSS. And that was going to be like part of browsers. And then it got abandoned. And so it's like, just things happened where uh, web components needed more buy-in from all of the browsers. And that's, that's just a slow, that's a, that's a tough that's process. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really hard. Yeah, and they're kind of like, if I'm not mistaken, they're kind of like without champion right now. And so like all of the progress that was was being made on them, like they're incomplete. Like one of the things that I was most excited about with web components is the like they had a, a proposal for like is like this thing is something else. And so you could make a button and then you could say it is and then give it like a web component to kind of like enhance it with whatever it was that you wanted with whichever class you had set up your custom element as. And like the cool thing about that is that it's like it is a button 
but then you get to like do some other stuff to it, which is like incredible for design systems, right? Because it's like, okay, I have a button and I want it to look like this. And so I've applied this custom element to it, which has like classes and some IDs or whatever, however you want to like style that thing. Um, but like all that stuff is just not happening. Like it's just, we we have what we have and it's just incomplete and it kind of sucks. And if you're going to use a framework, like, you know, it was Polymer, Stencil, now Lit, like just use a better one. Like just use a better framework. Like I, 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 I do know that Google is trying to be that champion, like with lit. Like if you go on web.dev, which is a really great resource overall for like learning. Yeah, they have good posts. Yeah, like HTML, CSS. Yeah, they they put out really high quality stuff. They are definitely trying to champion lit in particular. Um, and what you said about design system, I, I think is spot on where uh it's nice for a design system because like with that button example, say a company has like, we've got a, a Next.js site over here. We've got an Angular site over here. We've got a Nux site over here. You can use that button in any of those. So like they like that, uh, that interoperability, hey, mm-hmm. uh, for design systems. So like it, it, it can be nice there. We don't have to write that same component for five different times for all the different contexts that it's going to be dropped into. Like native development, or basically, yeah, yeah, and done. All right, so web components, yay or nay for this year? Yay. yay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, twenty twenty three, maybe we'll, we'll we'll check back in. I'm yeah. I'm okay with with the others that we've got. I'm yeah, I'm not against them. Like if if they can solve a problem, great. But I'm also eh. well, yeah, super meh. Yeah, love the consensus. <laughs> If you're a listener, uh, if, 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 if you're into them, awesome. Yeah, check them out. If they're your thing, awesome. I love it. I, I, I support you fully. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. Go for it. All right. Great. Uh, great wrap on web components. Uh, I just want to take one minute uh, as we're kind of in our halfway point. Uh, if you are enjoying the episode, please follow us on Apple Podcasts. This really helps uh pod rocket tailor the content that you really love uh to what you want so definitely follow us we can get insights we can bring on more guests like alex cassidy and michael um and you'd be doing us a solid so please follow pod rock on apple Podcasts. all right last topic for today uh before we get into our hot takes uh should we not use prettier anymore? Uh, Anthony Fu recently published a blog post called Why I Don't Use Prettier and detailed why he thinks it's not as great as we all thought it was. He says that the fact that it's opinionated has issues with auto wrapping, linting, and more. So do any of you use prettier? And if so, is it worth the extra headaches? My code is gorgeous when I type it <laughs> without any linters or formatting whatsoever. And so why use prettier when it's already there? It's already done. Your fingers have it's, graced the keyboard, blessed the code editor, and it's, just, that's ship just it. it. It's yeah. already prettiest. How can it get prettier? <laughs> and that's why Cassidy doesn't write tests. Like, she doesn't need any of that. It's I just, it I is mean, good to if go. your code is good, why would you write tests? Why bother? <laughs> I am saying this all in jest for all the men out there who are going to. Your tests are in jest. <laughs> what are? Th- heyo, heyo, <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, I use it just because it's kind of my default formatter in VS Code. The the end. 
<laughs> I don't like Pre- that's good. That's good. Uh, oh, Paul, actively, it actively upsets me. Because, yeah, oh. because like I'm very picky about how I I want maximum readability. That's what matters to me in the end. And if anything subtracts from that, then I don't want it. And like the majority of the time, I feel like I've worked in very close knit startup sort of environments. It's like we have really harsh line limits. I mean, of course, it, it depends on the team you're with and stuff. But more often than not, I feel like my readability suffers. And if you go in and you put the a little bit of effort and then you can lint the files you want to. If you're really big, sure, I'll just prettier it. But like, sometimes I want a big, long string. Don't tell me I can't have it. And when you download my file, don't change it. Thank you. Mm. Any <laughs> rebuttals? <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's so funny. Like all of these topics kind of like make me angry a little bit. Like when I read this article, Ooh. I was like, go look at a tree or a river or whatever. Like something that's like actually beautiful. Like code <laughs> is grass. <laughs> yeah, touch, yeah, yeah, grass. touch grass, basically. <laughs> like code is not beautiful, right? Like the most beautiful file on your system is just an empty like text file. Like as right. soon as you start typing, you ruin it. And so like this, like what Prettier gives you is the ability not to have to think about it, right? And that goes to your point, Cassidy, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just default. It's there. It like puts stuff around. Like that's fine. I will totally admit like I chaos mode prettier. Every one of my projects has like a different prettier setup. No. Wow. Just no. because like just to, to remind myself how much I don't care. Some have tabs. Of, some have of your mortality? What, what do you remind yourself of? <laughs> no, just that it doesn't matter, right? Like that is part of the the, the developer experience that like truly doesn't matter. It, like you can get used to anything. And so like it's just a thing that's like formatting it so you don't so it's not like j- not all over the place. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, yeah, touch grass. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, it's kind of like the Oxford comma where like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but at the same time, use Oxford commas. Like the Oxford just, comma definitely matters. I see, will I mean, die like, on that hill. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, we're still able to read. I mean, although, yeah, I can go down an Oxford comma uh, path, but. Eat shoots and leaves. Like. Yeah, right. No Oxford comma means something very it, different. Exactly. Yeah. It, We're getting into my world now, so keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like, does someone say commas? Yeah. Okay. Emily, hold on. Calm um, down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I I really like it, and I don't think it's because of any like opinion that I agree with. I think I just like like code formatting in general. It's not prettier specifically. I think it's just like. One, I don't have to make a decision. That's awesome. I'm so okay with just like, hey, someone else made a decision. It's a pretty good decision. I'm going to think pretty about other stuff. good decision? It's the prettiest decision. No, wait, no, pretty. Damn it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> Dang it. Right you were so close. so close. So close. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's one more decision I don't have to make. As Cassidy said, it's already like set up in VS Code. I just run with it. And I love hitting Control S and just watching my stuff move around and be nice and perfect. It's just like not having to worry about like, oh, I have to tab over a few times or I, I've i completely like my muscle memory is gone for that kind of stuff. Yep. I just write garbage code all in one line, hit save. And it, it <laughs> and it's pretty, pretty darn good at the end of it. <laughs> Prettier darn good. Um, well, that like with with my Vim config, too, I can just highlight lines and hit the equal sign. Done. Formatted. Yes. I don't have to care. It's 
maybe it's like the culture around how we use prettier because in a lot of contexts mm-hmm. i've used prettier where it's very strict and if we're going to use it for the i just don't want to think for 90 percent of what needs to be done and hit save you you need a very lenient prettier configuration and, and, and lint configuration maybe that's where some disconnects happening i think that this does go to the point of the article and like something that like i i agree with the like intent um but disagree with the outcome which is like okay for like css there are plenty of times where i will like line up my properties like just kind of knowing that they're going to be the same like length or whatever like i put them all on one line and like it's a really nice way to edit them right like with a multi cursor type of thing um and so i like that in those in those in those handful of files when they show up i just disable prettier like on that section of code like i think that's the i think that's the thing that's kind of weird like like the all or nothing like if it's 98% good just disable it the 2% of the time that you're like ah, i don't like the way it formatted this um it, as opposed to like prettier sucks now <laughs> like that feels weird to me yeah so we're all pretty pro prettier I mean, okay, so I'll admit, I use prettier in all my projects, but the thing is, like, I, I use it... <laughs> but I you write this article? <laughs> oh, I just, I use it very leniently. Like, I can have, like, a 200-character line, and it'll keep it. And there are oh. some times that I like that. And, yeah, so... I, I, if I have to scroll horizontally, I close my computer for the day. I, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. On websites, in code editors, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Um... Although there is text wrap, that's that part's fine. But I I, I do agree with what the article said, which is um, that, like if you're looking at an object and all of a sudden like some of the properties are like all in one line and some get broken to like multiple lines, it just becomes like kind of a readability nightmare. So Paul like completely agree with that. I think it's just something that I I am willing to try other things, but. Having to go back and forth, uh, Michael. I'm still like haunted by what you said of like <laughs> different setups for each project. I Give it don't, a try. That's Give my. It a try. It's great. It's great. He looks so alive. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He looks fantastic. So I mean, maybe that's what keeps him, him looking young. That might be it. All right. Well, great to know we're all on the same page about prettier for the most part. For the most for part. For the most part. Yeah. Um, that ends our recent news discussion. Uh. Thank you all for chiming in and giving your opinions. It was very informative and so many puns, so many puns. Um, So next we're going into our final segment called Hot Takes. And this is where we're all going, each person is going to get two minutes. They get to rant about whatever they want for two minutes. And I will tell you when your time starts and I will tell you when your time is up. It should be web dev related. But you never know what's going to go on. You never know what might happen. So, Cassidy, you are up first. I'm going to start the timer. Are you ready? I'm ready. Perfect. All right. And begin. Freaking JavaScript, am I right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, what annoys me currently in the web development world is the lack of accessibility of understanding how websites are rendered because there's server-side rendering, aka SSR. There's static site generation, SSG. There's incremental static regeneration, ISR. There's DPR. There's DSG. There's edge <laughs> rendering. There's all of this, all of this stuff where it's all of these different letters 
that all of these different frameworks and, and, and hosts and everything are tossing around without explaining them very well. And so many times people are just like, oh, well, I have to use ISR because I use Next.js. No, you don't. You don't have to. You can, but that, that's not necessarily what you have to do. You could just build a static website if you want to. There, there's so many issues that come with this overcomplication because you get websites that could be something pretty simple. And then you overcomplicate them to the max to the point where they break on the most dumb little things that, that they shouldn't break on. And there's just this pendulum shift where we went like, okay, everything is server rendered. Oh, SPAs are a thing because that's another one where it's a single page application. And suddenly, wait, no, SPAs are bad. Wait, what if you did just static everything and added dynamic things that you progressively enhance? Sure. Wait, no, the edge. What's the edge? Well, it's kind of like servers. Wait, no, you could use servers, but then enhance it with the edge. There's just all of these different things and people have different definitions of it. And it's infuriating. I don't like that there are all of these terms without the education around it. And that being said, why are we focusing so much on code when we have moose on this planet that are massive animals? Time. <laughs> you can't you cut, cut me off. off. They're nope. enormous. We're sponsored by Big Moose. You have to stop Cassidy. We're going to cut our funding. <laughs> moose. You could, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that to drop. It came so late. <laughs> Uh, yes, we are sponsored by Big Moose. Um, Emily, I'm disappointed that that you you was this ten seconds? That was ten. Why oh wasn't God. this ten seconds? Emily? Oh! Why? Why did you? <laughs> for those a listening, moose? we're all making moose antlers a moose with our hands. Outrun a human at five days old, people. Yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> pretty born cool. Knowing how to swim. Yeah. What? They yeah. can dive like deep down. Honestly, uh, startups are looking in the wrong place. Uh, higher higher moose i don't know <laughs> they, they are superior beings they dive so much i didn't know that they did this they dive so much to eat vegetation on the bottom of bodies of water that one of the regular predators are orcas <laughs> How? No. wow yeah isn't that wild could you imagine scuba diving and then a moose is in front of you this gigantic <laughs> animal where their antlers can be up to six feet wide they can weigh up to 1800 pounds can i give my two minutes to cassidy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all see the florida cassidy <laughs> truly well thank you for the just warmed up. you know this you know this <laughs> we're gonna have to have you we're gonna have to have we, you come on again and just go into deeper dive of moose a, a deep <laughs> moose dive well thank you cassidy yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> uh we're now gonna move on to michael uh again you have two minutes and i'm going to start the timer now so this probably shouldn't take too long, but I think it's criminal that we don't use uh, ES modules better and more. Uh, there's this one ES lint rule called uh, React no multi-component or multi-comp or something because they couldn't bother to write component all the way out. Um, 
this is like the worst. I think this is like the most criminal thing that we've ever done in the React community is like allow this to exist at all. Um, because I think one of the things that's like that actually separates React from all of these other things that use a single component file is that you can actually put multiple components into a module and then like use each of them as named exports. It's like the fact that we're not doing that is like it makes no sense to me. It's like this beautiful feature that we just we got in the language and then everybody decided it was like worthless because we did it the wrong way with like common JS for a really long time. Anyway, I think it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why people use this. I have never understood this. I've complained about this for the last like I ever since I ESLint React was was made. Uh, it's the I try not to like complain about things that people have made, but this is just an abomination. Yes, love it. Thank you. It's the moose <laughs> of the JavaScript world, would you say? <laughs> moose are not an abomination. They are amazing. Oh wait, wait, wait! Oh, hold on, hold on. Can we back up? Are we pro moose or anti moose? I'm so. Oh, I'm at this I'm point. very pro moose, but I fear oh. them. Okay, you fear and respect them. It's a healthy fear. Oh, wait, did you read that as anti moose? I was. Oh yeah, I am. I am angry at moose right now, oh. Cassidy. Because no, you're inferior to them. They can eat <laughs> sure. like 70 pounds of twigs in the summer. I think I'm out of time, right, Emily? That was my... No, was no, my... you still got to go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which you are next. You are next. All right. Uh, so... You can or cannot talk about moose, but I think obviously Cassidy has beat on that. Um, can but... I make up facts and see if Cassidy wants I to mean, call me out on them? False. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get into like a huge fight today. Like yeah. maybe mm. save that for another. Yeah. Does like, moose taste like chicken? Like, I, think I feel like we're to... just procrastinating now. I am now. I mean, <laughs> honestly, how am I going to top this? These moose facts. Everyone's going to tune out. All right. <laughs> moose facts are done. We pepper Let's them through so they keep listening. That's, that's <laughs> perfect, Got two um, seconds on the clock. Two seconds. Two minutes. Uh, that's, that's, that's all I need. That's all I need. Um, mine's a little bit like Cassidy's. It, it, it might sound like the reverse a little bit, but I agree with Cassidy and um, uh, not, not about the moose thing, about the, the accessibility to how things are rendered and how things come about and all the, mm -hmm. and all the proliferation of... Uh, just new technologies and, and web frameworks and everything. But one criticism that I don't like when people just kind of fling it and dismiss something is when like, oh, isn't this just PHP? Isn't this just something that we've had 20 years ago? Um, because like things come back to like 11T. I remember that being dismissed. Like, isn't this just Jekyll? But it's awesome. It's this new thing. It's It can be a, a wonderful new technology and be inspired by something else. Like with design, you don't kind of just dismiss that out of hand if a design thing comes around, if fashion comes back around. Like ideas in programming are going to come back around. We're going to reuse things that have been around for 5, 10, 20 years. That's okay. That's okay. It's okay to criticize something. But also, like, let's not just dismiss it because it reminds us of an older thing. Um, but if it's complex and, and people overcomplicate what should be a static site, Cassie, I completely agree. But when we just dismiss something for being kind of like a thing that's been around for a while, like, oh, it's just object-oriented programming again, or this is just Fortran. <sighs> Tired of hearing that one. <laughs> we go back. What are you building? Yeah. <laughs> Complex. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Just uh yeah, let's 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 let the old become new again, but also let's keep it simple. Uh Paul. You are up and you have not two seconds, but 
two minutes on the clock starting now. Um, mine is writing cloud native serverless architectures is it analogous to taking an Uber everywhere you go for the rest of your life and it's pointless and stupid. So it works if you're a CEO and you have a chauffeur and you're like, I can just burn through this pile of money and it doesn't matter, just drive me everywhere. But if you know how to do something like, I'm a huge, I think we're bleeding into this era of computer science and capitalism that is uncomfortable. And I would like anytime you have an effort or time as a team to be brought back to using open source technologies, it's good. Um, we're getting to a point in open source communities where you can find support. Like there's a Discord server. There are probably a thousand Redis Discord servers. Don't ever tell me to like not use Redis. Like there, there's a way that you can make it work. Um, so I just want to, I urge people to step outside of the easy solutions that like the big companies might provide because like our open source communities are always growing and they're really good. Beautiful, right under time. I like it. Uh, Cassidy, any more moose facts before we head out? Similar to a polar bear, their hair is hollow and it gets darker over time. So you can kind of tell how old a moose is by how dark their hair is kind of. They live for up to 25 years. And they don't keep get their me hatred started on their hair. That's, they that's what it is. Yeah, 25. But they're so big. It makes they're sense. So they're big. the tallest no animal sense. in North America. They're huge. Well, they're with that, thank you all. <laughs> for joining us today uh honestly this has been so fun you guys have been amazing moose facts puns actual web development discourse um <laughs> the last part was an accident we apologize yeah. <laughs> moose i mean it feels like that needs to be a new framework like a competing javascript framework at this point right i've thought I mean, about it deeply Cassidy is on it. At least get the GitHub so that you can sell it to someone. You can sell it to Apple for an iPhone in a couple of years. Uh, Thank you all for joining us. Uh, If you don't mind, just going around and telling everyone where they can find you online. Cassidy. I've been Cassidy Williams. You can find me at Cassidy, C-A-S-S-I-D-O-O on most things. I am Chan or Chantastic. Uh, yeah, Chantastic most places. Um, and then Chan.dev is my my site right now. Alex? Yeah, uh, Twitter. I'm at Trost Codes. That's T-R-O-S-T Codes. And then uh, my site is frontend.horse. And Paul? Uh, I'm mostly just on Twitter at Pinealytica, P-I-N-E-A-L-Y-T-I-C-A. Perfect. Well, thank you everyone again for joining us. Also, thank you for listening to Pod Rocket. Uh, you can find us at Pod Rocket Pod on Twitter. Uh, and stay tuned for hopefully more Launchpad panel episodes. Uh, thank you again, everyone, for joining us and have a great day. Thanks, Emily. Thanks for having us. Bye.